Um, there's a lot to choose from. So it, it gives us, if we stay at five, it gives us the flexibility to take the best player. And that, and that wouldn't exclude taking an offensive lineman or, or an offensive player either. Build a hell of a defense <laughs> and start there. Welcome back to a real book stock podcast this is michael plus joined by mark ramirez as always and man it feels good to be back recording and talking buccaneers football mark how are we doing tonight always good good as usual excited for my new vacation that i'm going to be taking come thursday going to egypt mm. another crazy ass place but hey another one off the list right yeah but other than that yeah ready to talk football mm. whole crap ton of things to talk about the combine Donovan Smith being signed. Yeah. What Jason Light and Bruce Arian said at the Combine. Like, so much news, so much stuff to cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before we get into the Buccaneer stuff, I really wanted to just talk about how crazy this past weekend was as far as Combine news and uh, even some draft news. Like, apparently, Kyla Murray is going to be the first overall pick, which is... That's just mind-blowing. Like, they just drafted Josh Rosen last year, and now they're entertaining other teams for trades, and all they can get right now is a third-round pick. And it's like, uh, it just blows my mind. Like, all these things that are popping up. Devin White apparently is a top-five selection, which makes no (laughs) sense to me. Um, And DK Metcalf is, like, the next great receiver to come out, even though... You know, when you watch his film, it's not fantastic. Sure, he's athletic freak. Same thing with Devin White. And it's like, man, just combine overreactions, I think, is the main thing. And people really not focusing on the tape, per se. Well, I mean, b- before we say that, I mean, mm-hmm. is it really true Kyler Murray? I know that was the, the big talk, but is just, it just talk? It's, it's Are talk. Are really looking for a third-round pick for Josh Rosen? I believe that's real. I just don't know if the Kylo Murray, I mean, apparently there's there's just so many reports out there that are saying Kylo Murray number one. I mean, that's a lot of smoke to, you know, just push away. I mean, just to answer a couple of those, I mean, mm-hmm. I can honestly see, because I was talking with this, like a Cardinals fan at work, mm-hmm. I don't. I can honestly see why they would want Kyler Murray, because first, I mean, Josh Rosen is not a bust. A lot of people are saying that. Right. No offensive line. He... Is a statue quarterback that can make big throws down the field. Mm-hmm. That's like a Bruce Arians guy. He came into the okay. worst situation. Right? Yeah. So, and then now you have a coach, brand new coach, who runs the offense. Like Kyler Murray knows how to run with ease. Yeah. And is a perfect quarterback for it. So I can see why he would want a guy like that. Plus, mm-hmm. Murray's a hell of an athlete. He can yeah. make all the throws. He can run and elude. And he can, he can make a lot of. Things look easier just yeah. based on his athleticism. It makes so, a lot of sense based right? on their team. I mean, poor offensive line, a guy that can make things yeah. happen. So, yeah, I mean, I can see it. And but it's just it was crazy to me. I mean, I mean, I love it though. I'd rather more yeah, quarterbacks go in front of us. As, absolutely, I'm not. A, I'm not against it. I just think it was just wow to me. But um, yeah, I mean, more players like that go ahead of the Bucks at five. That's great. Oh, I'm hope. I'm hoping DK Metcalf goes before us. How hilarious would that be? Yeah. I mean, I mean, to me, I texted you yesterday about it. I mean, mm-hmm. he reminds me of Terrell Owens. Yeah. Like that freakish ability. To, once he gets the ball, he's go. Mm-hmm. There's no accelerating. It's just zero to 100. Bam, he goes. Mm-hmm. 
And it's freaky to see. I mean, it is. And it, it was cool to see how 1.6% body fat. I didn't, is that even possible? It's like you eat a Dorito and you're already there. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I Freakish to see. But then again, he's only had his biggest year at Ole Miss was 600 yards, I think it was. Yeah. So, I mean, he hasn't proven anything. Mm. Why would you risk your top five pick on a player like that? Maybe it's just all hype and great athleticism. I mean, John Ross ran a 4-2 whatever. Four two two, and look how he's doing. Everyone wants to get rid of him. Mm -hmm. So I mean, speed isn't everything, right? right? Just a straight line. Someone put it out there: a straight line running a, the fastest you can doesn't make you the best player, yeah. right? It's it's all about cutting all different directions, change change of pace, like mm -hmm. vision, awareness, a whole bunch of different characteristics. Characteristics have to go into it for you to be good. Yeah. And yeah, I put put out saying about Jerry Rice running a four seven one. Someone's like, "Oh, terrible comparison." No, it, no, it's not. It's just I was just saying he ran that slow. Yeah. But look, he's known as the best player ever. Yeah, Emmett Smith. So for... it doesn't really. You don't need to be timed so great to be right. a great player. Right. I mean, Emmett Smith four six. I mean, it's just it's more Maybe than on Bell four six. Yeah, it's more than just straight line speed. That's why we like guys like Devil Devin Singletary and, and Montgomery because. They have everything else. They have that quick acceleration, ability to make you guys make defenders miss, and you know can make plays. But yeah, I mean, just the combine in general, it was um, it was interesting. I think you know Sunday was definitely cool to see because that was the validation of how good this defensive line and and um, just all defensive line, all the defenders. I mean, it's stacked. Uh, a lot of good players. Brian Burns is ridiculous montez sweat had a ridiculous workout I no clues to do that yeah um trying to think of others i mean joey bosa not joey bosa nick bosa did well <laughs> um all those guys i mean ed oliver showing up at 6'1 6 6'2 6 287 yeah. i mean yeah i mean quinnon williams doing what he did 487 yeah was it? i mean crazy and if that guy can fall to us at five i mean the bucks would that would be best case scenario because that guy is probably the closest thing to Aaron Donald as far as technique wise and what he has as far as polished. Um, so yeah, he's a good 20 pounds heavier mm -hmm. than Aaron Donald and he's only what two tenths slower. Yeah. Aaron Donald, I think ran a four, six, four or something like that. Four, six, Still eight. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. If he, I put that on Twitter, I think mm -hmm. it was Monday about how if, Based on all this hype, Kyler Murray goes first. DK Metcalf somehow gets in the top five. Or even Devin White. Right? Yeah. Or, or even Devin White mm -hmm. goes top five. Who I agree with you. I don't think he should be a top five player. I don't care no. how fast he is. He's a converted running back. Mm -hmm. He's played the position for three years, and now he's all of a sudden the best thing since sliced bread. I mean, mm -hmm. he's a freak athlete. Yeah. He pops on tape a lot. Yeah. But then again, sometimes he's running the wrong way. If you're running that fast the wrong way, you're also – out of the play. Mm -hmm. So I, there's a lot to like, but there's some things where I wouldn't take the risk top five. No. Would I trade back if he's still there? Yeah, but people yeah, are saying, sure. oh, he may not be there. Well, okay, <laughs> well, I don't want to take that risk. Yeah, you get another player. Yeah. But, I mean, like combine-wise, I did not expect Montez Sweat to run a four four one. With those lanky ass arms. It's ridiculous. I think it was thirty six inch. Yeah, ridiculous. Arms. Faster than Devin White at a four four two, and then yeah, faster than Odell Beckham Jr. Faster yeah. than Julio Jones. <laughs> I think it was really faster than Julio Jones. Yeah, and then his teammate uh, Jonathan Abram, who's a pretty good safety, he ran a four four five flat, 
and he said he was going to beat Sweat, and he was not even close. So just ridiculous. Um, and again, Montez is another guy that I think he's just outside of the top 10 kind of player. I think he's more of a tween, you know, in the teens, late 20s. Um, he would be definitely a target if we trade back. I wouldn't mind him if he's outside of the top 10. Um, you know, looking at, well, we'll get into this later because I think it was one of the questions. But, I mean, just overall, Combine was, uh, there's just so much news. Um, but with that being said, let's get into the Buccaneers news yeah. that we had today. Uh, let's start off with um, the, the lesser news, which is Devontae Bond re-signing back. I think that's a good signing. Again, a camp body, a guy that can come in and add depth and, and be a good special teams guy. Yeah, like Jason Light said in the in the combine, guys like Noah Spence get a new life because mm-hmm. in this defense, smaller edge rushing linebackers or four three defensive ends right. are actually used in this defense. Todd Bowles knows how to use these guys, get them to do what they do best. Mm-hmm. Devontae Bond is that he's like a smaller edge rusher but bigger linebacker. Mm-hmm. So he just he's a tweener kind of. Well, guess what? It's in the mold of Noah Spence. He knows how to get after the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So let him do it. Yeah. Again, it could be just a, a camp body, but it's also a guy that fits the mold that they like. Right, yeah. And I'm hoping it keeps sticking with that because there's a lot of players we like that fit that mold. Yeah, yeah, similar types, uh, body types. Um, but, yeah, let's let's get into the next news, which is the big talk of today. Uh, Buccaneers re-signed Donovan Smith to a new three-year deal worth $41 million, 27 guaranteed. I think it's a decent deal, especially for, you know, what Donovan Smith is and looking at our cap situation, you save $1.6 million in cap space by doing this deal. Um, it, it made a lot of sense, and I think it's a good deal for both parties. Um, again, it gives Donovan Smith to prove himself a little bit with his new coaching staff, and and then, you know, in a couple of years, he could make a lot more money. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it this way. I look, okay, we thought he was going to get more more money than that. Yeah. We're well, thinking 16, yeah. 17. Right. So, because it's left tackle. And then, like it is the scarcity thing. Yeah. There's not many left tackles out there. Yeah. Especially guys that stay healthy this long. He plays every game. Mm-hmm. Whether you like it or not, how he plays on the field, he's he's there. He may get beat sometimes, but a lot of times he's consistent. He's not getting beat that bad. Right. Okay. The, the other guys on the other side of the field are pretty damn good that he's mm-hmm. facing. And he's facing the best edge rusher every every game. And he does to me. He does a pretty good job. Doesn't do the greatest. No. Yeah. I mean, he's not Joe Thomas. Not many are. But yeah. the thing is, it's just he does his job adequately. Mm-hmm. And this isn't the huge cap number we're thinking. If you think about it, it's right nine million a year. Yeah. Right for much. three years. Yeah. And then the rest isn't guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. So nine million a year. Look at it that way. That's not a huge cap number. That's almost like a guard yeah. amount. Yeah. So. Say he doesn't play up to par, and we do draft a left tackle, push mm. him over to right. Those people who are scared about Dotson, push him over to right. If he still can't make it at right, put him inside at right guard. Mm. I mean, there's options with that cap hit. It's not yeah. tremendously like 13, 14 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, I liked it. I liked the, the contract. It's, it's, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I, I think it's just, it's a good deal because, I mean, and then, Said to you this about what Brandon Thorne said today on Twitter. I mean, competent players are going to get overpaid because of the demand. I mean, the demand for left tackles are so high, and the supply is just not there. It's just not um, there's just not many out there, you know, that are 
good, that can be a consistent starter like Donovan Smith can be. Um, healthy, hasn't missed a game. I mean, he fights to get on the field if he's hurt. So overall, I mean, the Bucks I think, did the right thing. They shore up the left side. Now you have Donovan Smith back in there with Ali Marpet. You still have Ryan Jensen. Um, and when we looked at this offseason, we all talked about We said the right side is the problem, and that's going to be the main priority. And when you look at this draft, guess what? The right side is very strong. You have a lot of right tackles in this draft. You have a lot of decent, good, solid guards. And it also matches up with free agency. I think you have some decent right guards that you could potentially sign that if you want a veteran, that could be a stopgap. So I think overall it's just it's a, it was the right move, um, and it just makes a lot of sense. I think – Again, Robert Green talked about it today. He, our friend of ours, he was talking about how, you know, left tackles usually get better in their fourth year. So that's something to look forward to. I mean, Donovan Smith with better coaching, um, this is something where he can he can still extend as a player. And again, he's only 25 years old. So that, I mean, that's a huge part of it too. Well, a couple things also with Donovan Smith. He likes to be here. Yeah. I mean, he's really yeah. good friends with Ali Marpet. Like just yesterday I saw him on what is it instagram live with deshaun jackson and then i saw him on Jameis winston's instagram live they were like getting their hair cut together mm-hmm. and so like he's in the community with his teammates like yeah. just he likes to be here and likes to interact which is cool to see nonetheless and mm-hmm. then these people thinking bucks fans oh we need a left tackle right guard right tackle <laughs> how do you know how hard that is to do in one off season it's very difficult and be grateful you have a left tackle that's that consistent and been in there. Like we, like I made the comparison. We had uh, Donald Penn. Mm-hmm. We didn't respect him. He left, and he actually is, is doing well. Right. So we kept a homegrown guy who's still, like you said, very young, 25, yeah. wanted to be here. It's, that left side is pretty much shored up. Mm-hmm. Get the right side substantial. I mean, like you said, the right tackles are there in this draft. Yeah. I mean, you can even draft one of these right tackles – put them at guard until they're ready to take over right, right tackle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dot, Dotson's still under contract. It's not like he's gone. Right. And he wasn't that bad. No. If no. The right guard was that bad. Yeah. So that needs to be obviously fixed. But, guys, come on. I mean, yeah. I think this was a good signing. Very good signing. Yeah, absolutely. Re-signing. And, and a final point on this, I mean, you got to look at our offense as well. And I know Arians, I know Arians is going to have a lot of dropbacks and have you know, wanting to go down the field. So there is going to be some long pass sets, but it's just not going to be as many. Um, you look at what Dirk did. There's a lot of seven step drops. Um, there's times when Jameis was holding on to the ball for more than four seconds, which you know hurts your offensive line. So there's going to be plays where. You know, it looks like these guys are getting beat, but actually they're doing their job. I mean, their job is to protect for at least four seconds, and the ball should be out. And at times, you look at over the years, you know, Jameis was in that huddle for a long time. I mean, but I can't argue for that as much because Arians is very similar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, But that's the thing. I mean... But I think Arians is better at adjusting and making sure his protection is still there, especially if he wants to go downfield. He does a better job of setting it up. Uh, so I think that will play a part. But, you know. With that said, okay. based on you just, just saying that right there, mm-hmm. this plays into a Bruce Arians clip that he said at the Combine. This is going to fill perfectly into all the, the videos I had set up. <laughs> so this is Bruce Arians talking about protections and how Jameis Winston is going to get better. And it, a lot of it is 
knowing what your protection is and if you do have time to throw the damn ball. Right. You just can't hold on to it for seven seconds if the the play is designed to get out for four. Exactly. Right? So this is him just divulging into that. Decision process. That's one of the things you can really get better at. And knowing your offense, especially your protections, um, you can play the game faster. You know, and, and I think with Clyde Christensen and, and Byron Leftwich, he's in great hands. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was my point. I think that's going to make your offensive line better. Um, when your quarterback and O-line are on the same page and, and Jameis really knowing what he's supposed to do on each play, uh, which I don't think he did during the, the years of Cutter. I, I think it was mainly him taking control and, and trying to do what he thought was best. But I think with this coaching staff, he's going to get a better understanding of everything and really know the ins and outs and understanding how to make sure, hey, this guy, all right, get him over there, protect, do all those things. Yeah, I mean, that makes you think, did Cutter tell Winston at all to be aware of that? I don't know. Or just to literally look at a wide receiver and wait wait for him to be open, stare at this guy for a while and then yeah. push it over here. Because that's another thing Arian said in the offseason, or I say in the offseason, like it's been for a year already, <laughs> that he was like, oh, it was just a mechanical thing where he's looking at someone for too long. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was that. He's just looking at this one guy trying to draw the safety over there, and he didn't have enough time to get to the next guy. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't know that the pass blocking wasn't going to be there long enough, mm-hmm. and that's why he had to do his running around. But, I mean, that's when he did his best, which is funny. <laughs> but it's just that that to me was a big thing he was talking about, like a yeah. big point where it's like, yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. if the O-line isn't going to be able to block for seven seconds, you shouldn't have a play that's set up right. for seven seconds. It's common sense to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, the last point on this is just like you look at our offensive line and especially pass protection, they are actually quite good because – you know, the amount of yards that we put up through the air, I mean, you got to have at least some type of pass protection. And that's why I think, you know, Donovan Smith is much better than what most fans think about him. Uh, you know, I had a fan on today that, you know, tweeted us, and he's like, bottom five left tackle. I'm like, no, no, he's not. <laughs> I didn't even respond to it because I know I saw his followers, and I'm like, 18, no, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm like, no. He's wanting to awaken the beast. Yeah, he's that's, poking the bear. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get a uh, – a rage out of me, I guess. But uh yeah, no. You just got out of your vacay from Key West. I mean you gotta I don't yeah, I don't need that shit right now. <laughs> I don't need it. I love I love it. <laughs> but okay, so going about what Jason Light and Arian said in the intro I put out there how Jason Light saying, Oh, we can't rule out an offensive lineman or even an offensive player yeah, for sure. at the fifth pick. And then immediately after that I put how Bruce Aarons is like, oh, fix the defense, start there. So it's funny how, okay, they ain't giving away shit. No. They're and like, they, no, 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 it's offense or defense. It could be either. They really Or we could be trading, right? Yeah, yeah. That picks for sale, ladies and gents. Yeah, I love, or I got to put this. Uh, Jason Light, salesman of the year. Um, no, I guess it's a nice place to be in if, if anybody wants it. Um, we'd certainly listen. We did that last year, and it had to be the right amount of capital that we wanted we're not just going to give it away um, because I do feel like there are five players that I would like to pick right now so um, a lot goes into it and we'll have to evaluate each player and decide together and ultimately Bruce and I which player is worth we're not moving back and which players are worth moving back a little bit and gambling you got to know when to hold them yeah know when to fold them <laughs> 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 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, they, they both said two different things, but then again, okay, they're going to come together and agree, okay, this, this is the guy that's there, we're taking him. Yeah, yeah, for we're sure. We're not going to fall back, even if we're going to get this many picks back. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, if Quentin Williams is there, yeah, I think it's an easy, just like someone put run up to the podium, I put the, the thing from Get Out, the guy charging, <laughs> it was hilarious, but... yeah. I, I I would hands down do that. I think you got to consider him. I think uh, obviously Nick Boza. I think is well, a, a home run. Um, I got. I think you got to think Ed Oliver as well. I just think the versatility that he can bring. Um, maybe even a a Brian Burns, Josh Allen. Those guys have to be considered. Um, I you know even Jonah Williams. I, I I'm still comfortable with him. I mean, I think he doesn't get enough credit. A lot of people are trying to criticize him, and the guy's got 33-inch arms. Come on. I mean, he's, he's, he's long enough. I mean, he's a left tackle. You know, and, and I went back, and Montez Sweat is 36, so he's three inches longer. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some reps where he does win with length, yeah. but consistently Jonah Williams won in the SEC as a left tackle for two straight years. Mm-hmm. Also as a right tackle. And as a right tackle. Mm-hmm. So what? What what else does he have to prove? And that's a proven player that's done it at the highest level in yeah. college, SEC. Yeah. But DK Metcalf, who had the highest total yards of 600 yards in one season, is getting raved because he can run really damn fast. Yeah. O line doesn't get the biggest reviews because they don't they're not making plays; they're just blocking. Right. He just did it quietly and just did very well. So mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone wants the fastest guy when you just need the consistent guy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and. You know, I agree, like, when Jason Light talked about, you know, that pick is open for business, and I agree with him as far as getting the right capital. Obviously, that, you know, that's what we want to do. We want to trade down. I think that would be our best-case scenario. We want to get more picks, especially in day two, where the value is uh, quite substantial. So, you know, if they can get a team to come up for one of those quarterbacks, and you can get a second and a third, and, you know, maybe, you know, just take them at ransom and get all get all you can. I mean, why not? But again, you got to look at you know who's available at five. So it's going to come down to the last minute. I think it's going to be just like it was last year with the Vita Vea and uh, those decisions, and we'll see. I mean, yeah. does does a Quentin Nelson type caliber player fall to you at five? I think that's that's the big question. You know, he was so close to getting to seven. I think obviously that was going to be the Bucks' pick if he got there. But um, same thing with like a Saquon Barkley. Can you get that type of player? Um, or edge rusher, I should say, like a Bradley um, Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. So if one of those, you know, blue chip kind of guys, hand, yeah, right? you got to stay there and pick. And then, you know, you can work out, you know, the rest of the rounds to get more capital if you want to. And this is another clip that Bruce Arians was talking about at the combine about how he likes interior linemen compared mm-hmm. to edge rushers. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think it's always been a value. I mean, the outside guys get sacks because inside guys are pushing the pocket. And so when you can get inside pressure and get these guys moving and move off their spot, their accuracy goes down. Now, if you have good edge guys, you're going to get a lot of sacks. So, yeah, I think the premium of inside pass rushers is an all-time high. What Aaron Donald does is amazing. And uh, so I, I think those type of guys can make average outside guys better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at what Vita Vea is able to do, and he's just beginning his career. Um, I think that's why they're probably considering keeping Joe McCoy 
as an option. Um, but if you can get like a Quinn and Williams or even an Ed Oliver, guys like that can just penetrate up the field and cause disruption because that's, that's the name of the game in this league. I mean, inside penetrators are so important in today's league because the passing game is so wide open. you got to have ability to get pressure like that very fast and quick. Um, and if you can do that, then that makes your guys on the outside. They don't have to be great. I mean, you look at Carl Nassib, what he did last year. He's not a great pass rusher, but what he is is he's solid enough that he can get in there and make plays when there's push up the pocket. And I think that's what he did. Same thing with JPP. I mean, he's maybe a little bit more fine, um, fine-tuned, mm-hmm. but, I mean, he was just be able to wreak havoc, and he does that, some of that on his own. But, again, it comes from the inside pressure when he's able to make those plays. I agree. I agree. Mm. I mean, like he said, interior defensive lineman allow mm. it for an average mm. outside guy to do better. Right. It's so true. I mean, the quarterbacks want to step up in the pocket to make mm-hmm. the throw. If they can't step up, they don't get the momentum behind the throw. They don't get as much on it, which will lead to the ball fluttering in the air longer. Not as much behind it. A corner can tip it or pick it off. Right. Makes sense, mm. right? And especially with us who don't have edge rushers, if it, this draft is – Top head or not top head, just deep and mm-hmm. in tier defensive linemen. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, if you can get one of the top tier or guys that you just you know you're not moving for, Quinn and Williams. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, but I mean that's, that's there's a lot of stuff to go into it still. But mm-hmm. he's just elite of elite, and if something like that falls into our hands. I was saying like how the Jets had Leonard Williams fall in their hands. Yeah. You you, you got to just say thank you and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And same thing with like a Josh Allen type because he's, I mean, he's like the perfect outside edge type of linebacker, but it can also cover. He can do so many things. Um, talk about athlete. I mean, he's outstanding athlete. Same thing with Brian Burns. I think he's underrated. I think you'll see him move up the ladder as we get closer to the draft because of his ability to bend and, and just be so fluid and get after the quarterback. So yeah, there's plenty of options. Um, again, my thinking is I want to trade down. I want to get more picks. I just think the value in the second round and third round is so good. That will allow you the opportunity. If you want to get another corner, you can, or or maybe a right guard or, or vice versa, whatever. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's going to be fun. I mean, just all the rumors right now, seeing the, the top five, it makes me uh, – makes me giggle because guys that shouldn't go <laughs> that high really shouldn't. I mean, they just shouldn't be up there. All right, and then here's some <laughs> giggle. But uh, I just looked into, okay, well, what do we know from Bruce Arians, Jason Light kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Or just Bruce Arians, what he likes to take in the in the draft. So everyone's saying, oh, Devin White, Devin White. I was like, okay, well, let's see. Has he taken a linebacker that high, like mm-hmm. a middle linebacker that high? But – so you're looking at 2013 in his first draft. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like he's building on the line again. Yeah. So yeah. Jonathan Cooper of North Carolina, who was a bust. That that was a true bust. Yeah. They drafted in the first round. Kevin Minter was in the second round, who Dece- is decent. a Buccaneer right now. Decent player. And what's funny is he's very similar size and stature as as Devin White, but he's just mm-hmm. nowhere near the athlete. Like six foot two thirty one. Like he's almost the same weight. I think mm-hmm. he was two thirty seven. Yeah. Well, then 2014, Deion Buchanan, who ended up being a safety linebacker hybrid. Mm. That one, eh. Yeah. But then he goes DJ Humphreys again, gets back to the line, trying to fix the O-line. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a little pattern here. <laughs> and then 2015, Robert Kimdichie. Mm. Again, the line, defensive line. 
And then 2016, Hassan Reddick, who's an edge rusher, outside linebacker, yeah. edge rusher. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this is all building around the line yeah. besides Deion Buchanan. So that's why I'm like, I don't, I just don't see based on how they like to draft, would they draft a middle linebacker top five? Yeah. Just, based on everyone thinking he's not going to be able to be picked later because of how fast he ran a 40 yard dash. Yeah. I, no, I just, yeah. I don't, if we did it, I'd be all bandwagon behind him saying, <laughs> let's, let's get him smarter so he can make all these plays at a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, for sure. But, I, I would not do it at number five. I would right. trade back and hope he falls again. Yeah. But if not, find a guy you really do like back there, but mm. pick up some capital. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you on Devin White. I think, again, it goes back to the combine overreaction. You know, a lot of people just get enamored with, you know, the athleticism that this guy can bring. Yeah, he's a great sideline to sideline linebacker. He makes up so much ground. But when he you, does too, he does. yeah, he does. And but at the same time, when he does that, he has his whiffs, he has his misses, uh, his angles can be poor. Um, his just overall instincts needs a lot of work. And you know, mm-hmm. when diagnosing plays, um, he'll have false steps, which hurts him. Um, but then again, he's so gifted athletically that he can make up for it. So it looks like he's doing an athletic highlight type of play. But really, he was wrong all at the. He was wrong from the get go, and that's what cost him to maybe give up, you know, three to four yards when it should have been a loss of three, you know. So it's things like that that um, he definitely needs work on. And again, I get it that he's only he's only been playing playing the position for three years now. So again, there's a lot to learn. But when you watch him on tape, he looks like a linebacker playing line. Or he looks like a running back. <laughs> he looks like a, a running back playing linebacker is what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, there's definitely work there. And if you look at the other linebackers like Devin Bush and like a Mac Wilson, those guys are just a little bit more advanced as far mm-hmm. as what they bring on tape. Um, but, yeah, I definitely I, – top five is just too rich for me. I think you've got to look at, at moving down, and if he's still there, okay, maybe he's an option. But, you know, who knows? I mean, we still can sign – re-sign Quan Alexander back to a deal, so – if they bring back Quan, I just don't see that as a likely option because you want those two guys, well, Alexander and, and David, to be your inside linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. You, like I talked to you about this earlier in the, in the weekend. Mm-hmm. So those people keep saying, oh, Devin White, Devin White. I'm not knocking the dude. The dude right. is a freak. Mm-hmm. Like, And if he learns the position better, yeah. look the hell out. Mm-hmm. Just for me at top five, if you're going to pick at five, you want a guy that's going to be in there right now and – He's going to dominate. Right. Right. And you're going to build around. Yeah. If a guy's learning on the go, I don't know. Yeah. But you, you're not going to take Devin White and, have, and sign back Juan. Right. And then what are you going to have? Levante David as your edge rusher in a 3 4? Yeah. Or no. possibly moving Devin White to the outside as an edge rusher. I just don't think that would work. And Right now, no. Yeah. And he didn't do that in college. So don't right. make him do that. He always ran up the middle. Right. And he just relied on his literally freakish athletic gifts and yeah. he would just run into someone he wouldn't right. do a move he'd just charge them bull rush them and then hope it they would fall back yeah but i mean it's just that that makes no sense to do all usually there's only two linebackers on the field to mm-hmm. begin with so why would you have david as an edge rusher that's the only other position he would play yeah if we did sign back and i, and I can him. yeah and i can see the point of bringing up a kendall beckwith and the unsure you know of him coming back and what his, his status is going to be. I can see, okay, we might need another linebacker, but I don't know. I, I just think you can find that in different directions or different avenues, I should say, um, and really 
you know, make sure you're taking a top five player at one of the premium positions in this draft, which is offensive line or defensive line and really building, you know, really taking players at the strength of this draft. And I think that's what we have to do a good job of. I think Jason Light has shown that at times in the past, but I think he needs to do a better job of it of really taking the strengths of this draft. And I think he will um, going forward. That, and then just looking at Jason Light's track record of linebackers, right. Jack Sitchy before he got hurt was actually doing pretty good. Yeah. Kendall six, Beckwith, six round pick. Kendall Beckwith was a beast third, when, when healthy. Third, third round, round pick. Third round pick. Quan Alexander, Quan fourth, Alexander fourth round pick. Fourth so round pick. he's got a pretty good track record with linebackers mm-hmm. on so, day, day three. Right. So, yeah. Guys, like he he knows how to pick a linebacker. Yeah, if he does pick Devin White first round, mm. then he knows he's he's that good. Yeah, we'll trust him, and right? we'll be we'll be yeah. fully supportive. Yeah, of Devin White. When we first took back with, I was like, oh, I didn't really show it much. Mm. But obviously, he saw things, traits, and things. So he's like, oh, well, he's at least reading the play correctly. Right. He's, he's got a, coached up, right? Yeah, and boom, he turned into an immediate good starter. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna be behind Jason Light if he does pick him. Mm-hmm. But to me, as of right now, I, I wouldn't top five, no. Trade yeah. back, yes. Not top five. Yeah, I agree. All right, well, we'll go into that. It's, it's a fan show. Yeah. We're all talking together. Let's get into the, the questions of the night. So let me start with the first one. So at Chef Aaron, 26. With us going 3-4, which is the better pick, Quentin Williams or Devin White? I know a lot like Bush better, but I've heard scouts say White is an amazing defender. Making tackles and diagnosing plays. Ooh, we're just talking a lot about White. Yeah, I mean, this goes right into what we were talking about. I think it's an easy decision. Quentin Williams would be the pick. Uh, he's the better pick because he's the better player. Uh, he's just better overall. He's an impact star type of player. I think Quentin Williams will be He'll be a difference maker right away. And I think with a team that's wanting to win now, I mean, that's an obvious pick. I mean, you can put him anywhere across the line. Him and Vita Vea would be absolutely ridiculous because who do you who the fuck do you double <laughs> i mean who do you double with those two and then the possibility of jpp coming across on the outside so yeah i surprised you there with the random f-bomb truth, <laughs> truth I, i'm not even gonna yeah. try and change that great answer but uh hey it's real buck stock yes <laughs> all right anthony at java underscore jams if buccaneers draft either d williams from alabama or i'm assuming quentin williams from alabama or ed oliver does that mean they were just keeping mccoy for insurance until draft and then we will see trade or release or will team still keep him drafting either of these guys thoughts that's a great question i mean i think i think gerald mccoy is is going to be on the block i i think there's going to be roster configuration um yeah i think he is a candidate to be on the block or on the block or be <laughs> or be uh you know reconstructors deal maybe turn his um guaranteed money into like a roster bonus or something like that to create cap space that could be an option um i think they would like to keep him back because i think he can still be a solid contributor a guy that can make an impact um but yeah i mean if you can get quinn williams or ed oliver i think that definitely up it increases the chance of McCoy being let go or moved on. I'll say this. I mean, if we ended up getting Quentin Williams mm-hmm. or Ed Oliver, would that mean McCoy's immediately gone? I would say no. Right. I mean, 
that just builds to our O line or O line D line depth. Yeah. And then yes, he would be on the block because the highest bidder can have Gerald McCoy. We're not going to give him away. Right. Like he just Bruce Arian said, interior linemen hmm. or where it's at. It's going to make the edge that much better if you have that many damn yeah good you defensive line. Imagine a line of Vea in the middle. You have Williams on the outside on one side and then McCoy on the other. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it's like what I said earlier. I mean, who are you going to double? Um, that's yeah. nasty. Yeah, good luck. I mean, that's a lot of inside penetration. Then you have JPP and Noah Spence coming off the outside or Carl Nassib coming. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Right? You don't – Yeah. you probably wouldn't even need to buy, draft it. Buy, and, and the, draft an edge rusher. Yeah, and the guys – I mean, the, the GM and the coach talked about it. I mean, you, you want to keep as many good players as you can. And if McCoy is one of those guys and they can afford him, then absolutely he'll be here. But – then at the same time, they're going to see, you know, what the market is, what they can get for them, and, you know, let it play out from there. So true. So true. All right, but here's Anthony again. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeMar Dawson will be on the team in 2019. Question. Or do you see his replacement in the draft or free agency? Joe Barksdale, right tackle, is available from Arizona. I think we signed Raymond Foster as starting right guard, bridge to whoever steps up in the following years. Just my thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I know you're you're more for Dotson, and so am I. I like Dotson. I think he's a very good starter. Um, oh, you don't have to go based on what I say. Well, no, I agree. With, I agree with you. Yeah. I think he's a good starter. I just look at his age and just the overall injury history that has kind of creeped up on him lately. Um, you look at his contract. He's got a great contract. It's under five million for right, starting right tackle, which is really good. Um, but I mean, I think he'll be on the team unless they find a no doubt you know, upgrade over him in the draft, which is very possible. I mean, if you get like a Dalton Risner or one of those guys, maybe a Yandi Kajus or, you know, any of those guys that could step in right away and be a right tackle from day one. I mean, I could definitely see them letting him go. Um, it just depends on how much money they want to create as far as cap space. I mean, he's at 4.5 million right now um, and they could easily release him. So. And then people act like we're letting him go. I mean, mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, Dotson and McCoy are all still under contract. There's not like, oh, we're going to decide to let him. No, I mean, yeah, their cap hit is too mm-hmm. high, and we just don't want to deal with the the amount of money. Or right. Yeah, we can cut them, but it's not like they're, oh, we're, we're just mm-hmm. not going to sign them back. No, they're under contract, guys. <laughs> so Dotson is our right tackle right now, our starting right tackle, and he mm-hmm. actually, to me, did an, a serviceable, serviceable job. And he's not a bad right tackle by no means. It's is he getting up there in age? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Beninock fill in for right tackle? Because now Jason Light says Beninock's going to be a right tackle. I think he'll benefit from the space in between him and the edge rusher better because he just did not do well when he was one on one, right faced up with a bigger defensive tackle. And then just his size wise, he's lankier mm-hmm. than big, so his length will be utilized better at the outside. So yeah, for sure. will he be a great? Right tackle, I don't know. Yeah, I, we, don't, I, we don't know. I either. doubt it, based on what he did in the inside. But will he be serviceable? He can always get better. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I'll obviously, get better than what he did last. Time. <laughs> yeah, but that's no. my, my two cents. And then right guard, Anthony, you said Raymond Foster. Yeah. I mean anything at right guard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I hope just an improvement there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I agree. Yeah. So, next question, Walter Slater, at underscore WS3 underscore. 
Um, who are the elite prospects in this year's draft? You would be willing to take at, at five. First trading down. If Quan resigns, is linebacker going to be drafted high still? Hmm. That's a great question. Well, obviously the the elite prospects at at you know if we stay at five, I mean we mentioned them. Quentin Williams is number one. Uh, obviously Bosa, you know probably a Josh Allen. I'm thinking. Um, trying to think what Jonah Williams, uh, Ed Oliver. I think those are your five. I think that's probably the five that Jason Light was thinking. Not this DK Metcalf and this <laughs> Devin White shit. No, no, I don't think so. I mean, I agree. Do I agree with every one of those five? I think Josh Allen probably on the last part of yeah. it. I think he's probably closer to five. I'd put Jonah Williams ahead of him. Because, I mean, jo- Josh Allen was also just a one-year wonder. Yes. Because, I mean, before this year, no one thought of him as a top-five pick. He was just a normal linebacker. Then they made mm-hmm. him a rush linebacker, and he became, holy crap, he got 16 sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, then I thought he was going to run better than what he did. I thought right. he was going to get, like, in the four fives. I think he had a four seven. Or no, four six, four six five. Yeah, but I mean, either way, he he did a damn good year last year. Mm-hmm. He had a very damn good year. Yeah. Smaller hands. I was surprised at that too. You only had, to, but to me, that's a big thing. Right. It may not be to you, but yeah. Hey, and that's why I'm like Jonah Williams has a, a what a half inch shorter arm than someone else, just yeah. because he's not the thirty four that everyone wants. Get get a clue. <laughs> but I mean, Jonah Williams. I can't harp on enough. I like him a lot. Yeah. So, so he's in my top five. I agree with your top five. Okay. And then if Quan resigns, is linebacker going to be drafted high? No. I don't think so. No. Uh, I think you would wait. You'd probably wait till like round three, maybe round four, if you really want to push it. Again, this linebacker class isn't very deep, but I, I think, you know, with Light's history, like we talked about, I think it's it's good that you can find guys. I mentioned a guy today, Blake, uh, was it Cashman out of Minnesota? I like him a lot. I think he's, you know what? I'll say I think he's better than Devin White <laughs> right now as far as instinctual play. Uh, Devin Bush is better. Um, oh, Dev, I love Devin Bush. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I mean, one inch shorter, pretty much the same weight. He's same got speed. he's got the speed. He's got he's got all the tools. And then, and then you said Blake Cashman. I was like, who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that scene from Moneyball. He's like, who? He's like Scott Hatterberg. Who? <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, like, what's that? Who's this guy? <laughs> Jamora, what's that? Yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's more, I got to do more research. I've mm. taken so many damn trips. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm still, no. dr- I'm still drunk, but no, that's all good. <laughs> but to that point, yeah. Talking about Jack Sitchie, Kendall Beckwith, Quan, I think he was looking, I think. Jason Light wants more smarter linebackers than crazy, gifted, athletic linebackers, mm-hmm. to be honest. I mean, Sitchi had didn't time well at all. He just knew where to be and knew how to angle his body to get in. Mm-hmm. Quan may have timed well, but he was always around the ball in college. He just didn't get notarized like Devin White is. I don't know why. Right. And then, um, who's the third guy we're talking about? Jack Sitchi. Oh, Kendall, Kendall Beckwith. Yeah. He was just in the right spot at all the time. So mm-hmm. he may have not have been used right or been under Quan's shadow. Right. Well, I mean, they all did the right thing. So I don't know. Devin White, maybe he just doesn't have the head that Jason Light values. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's hard to not count 
his athletic gifts. Yeah. It's just because <laughs> they are off the point roof. blank. Yeah. All right, and then next question. We have got a lot of these. Uh, mm-hmm. D. Mosh, how how optimistic are you guys about Beninox's future at right tackle? It seems to suit his body type and athleticism. Yeah, I agree with that. I, we talked about this a little bit. I think, you know, it's a good move for him. Obviously, it's going to be better than right guard. Uh, I think, you know, him at right tackle, that's his natural position, I feel. I think his body type fits it. That's what he played in college, and I think it will do well for him. I mean, I think he can be a serviceable backup and maybe even a good, solid spot starter if if necessary. Um but yeah, I like the move, and I like Kappa maybe going over there as well. I think that might be a better spot for him as 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 two. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Beninock was a three year starter at right tackle at UCLA. Right. And then we moved him. Yeah. And he didn't do that bad at right tackle when he played. Right. In his, I think, rookie year. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a better position than guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, use him what he's he knows how to do best. Yeah. And. Let's hope. Hopefully, he can grow. Hopefully, he learns from last year because I, I know I bashed him a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, oh, here's one you're gonna like, Tommy, at all hands galley. How was your trip, Pless? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, I was at the Keys this past weekend, um, from Thursday to Sunday, and it was uh, it was pretty amazing. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, a lot of relaxation. A lot of time by the pool. Um, free breakfast, which was awesome. I love breakfast, so and it was free, so that makes it even better. <laughs> uh, well, it's not. I guess it's not free. I pay for it with the hotel fees and all that, but um, it, it was good. And then, uh, yeah, the nightlife at Key West is always fun. Um, going down to Duval Street, having a lot of beer. My liver is probably not liking me, but hey, it was worth it. And uh, yeah, just overall good time. And then Sunday. The drive back, I actually made it back in six and a half hours, so I broke some records there. <laughs> so, um, solid eighty-five on the on the highway or whatever you want to call it, interstate. Running over gators left and right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the gators were not liking me, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great time. I mean, a lot of entertainment. I'll say that a lot of entertainment. Hell yeah. Yeah. You're getting back from one, and I'm leaving on one. <laughs> and no sunburn. No sunburn. And that is a huge surprise, guys. That's the biggest win. <laughs> <laughs> like Mike is clear. Yeah. Like you can see my veins. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. It's more like holy crap. No, yeah, he's yeah. he's lighter and I'm brown. Yeah. <laughs> but on to the next. All right. Tommy again, what do you think of taking Brian Burns in the second round? Whew. Ooh. Defensive end, outside linebacker from FSU, had a great combine. I would love him in the second round. I just don't think he'll be there. I think he's gonna go probably top fifteen. Or so I think you know a new name, a guy that we really love that could be there in the second round is Jakai Polite. I think he could be there. I think there's a lot of rumors and stuff going around him. People thinking he's immature and uh, didn't really have a great combine interview. Um, his testing wasn't overall great. Um, Almost similar to like Noah Spence. Yeah. He didn't time well. Right. He wasn't the biggest. He didn't have the longest arms. So that could be more of a possibility, and I would love that. I would love to get a guy like that. I think he would fit perfectly well with his coaching staff to really man him up and get him more mature, pro-ready, and he's got the natural gifts of a great pass rusher. Especially if we took Quinn and Williams first. <sighs> forget it. <laughs> Just forget it. <laughs> Nobody, I agree with, you. <laughs> agree with you about Brian Burns. Yeah. I don't. I just don't God. think he's gonna be in the second. Getting me too excited over right? here. That'd be God. just lotto one. Getting some chub. 
<laughs> just oh yeah, there it is. yeah. <laughs> but no it's brian burns very long time very damn well consistent at florida state got better every year mm. um i'd be surprised if he gets past the packers at 12 i think that's yeah just that's the, the guy they want and the premium that there is on edge rushers right i mean you, you now it's you need the next galil mack or you need the next dominant edge rusher i mean it's it's hard to find people want to copycat league kind of yeah, thing right yeah. and then harold landry i don't know how he made it to the second round i think his was more of like a size thing too yeah. like kind of like no expense but brian burns doesn't have those issues he's lanky he's tall mm-hmm. he has speed obviously yeah he, he fit, checks a lot of boxes yeah well and production built. was there so yeah. i i just do not see that at all like i think the lowest is maybe midway through the first like yeah and that's reaching yeah um uh, Tommy, again, what do you think of the smoke screens Arians and Light put out about McCoy and DJX? Yeah, I think they're valid. Um, again, like I always say, I mean, the roster is fluid. No one's guaranteed. You look at the cuts being made around the league. Um, you know, Eric Weddle just got cut today. You know, nothing's guaranteed in this league. It's a crazy business, very crazy. Uh, a lot of surprises are always bound to happen, um, and that's kind of what makes it fun um, around this time. But yeah, I mean, nothing guaranteed for either one of those. I think they'll definitely, they're already probably on the market for trade. I'm sure Jason Light has had conversations. He's thinking about ways to, you know, create cap space. But at the same time, if he can keep them, then he's going to keep them. You know, it's it's their call. It's about what's best for the Buccaneers. And I think that is starting to finally click with this franchise. It's really about doing what's best for this team to win. And I think that's... That's what's going to happen. I mean, that's that's the way to go right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean if y'all didn't hear, Jason Light wasn't that enthused about saying Drew McCoy's. Yeah, on the he kind of paused. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't like, oh, he's yeah, he's definitely. He said some nice things about him, but it was like, right. whoa, I mean, yeah, wasn't really that great about it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, does is he under contract again? No one's going to give away. Oh no, yeah, we're we're offering up for trades now. You're yeah, going to give away your hand. I mean, we t- I think so, we talked about it on the last podcast yeah. about you know these reports. Oh, McCoy's staying, and I mean, who's going to come out and say he's he's going to be let go or traded? I mean, no one's going to say that. The guy's under a contract, like Mark said. Same thing with Deshaun Jackson. I mean, why are we going to say oh we're going to cut him, we're going to trade him? It makes no sense. I mean, you just lost all your power in, in bargaining for trade. Um, why would they do that? It's just yeah. Like the Steelers with Antonio Brown. I guarantee you they're just pissed. Like, just shut the hell up. We'll yeah. get rid of you. Just let us do it. Yeah, they're requesting a first-round pick, and they're probably not going to get that. So Even though he's probably worth it. Yeah. More than that. Yeah. All right, and then last one, Tommy, again, is it safe to say Diamond Smith staying at left tackle uh, with his 2019 salary at $12.5 Hmm. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I blanked out. <laughs> <laughs> he was just asking if it's safe to say that Dalvin Smith is going to be at left tackle yeah, yeah. in 2019. Yeah, I think that's obvious. I, I don't see them moving him. I think he's going to be a left tackle, and, and we'll go from there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's signed to be our left tackle. He has consistently played at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Not great, but consistent. Right. And to me, like I said earlier, he could move inside to me. With that cap hit, it's not like it's tremendously huge. Hmm. Or he could go to the right side if we do draft a left tackle. So it makes things available to be done. Right. right. And then that's done with the questions. But I believe we have a guest speaker, a guest 
for the show, for the podcast. Cool. And let's see if they're there. And we welcome our special guest. That is Leah Ramirez, who is Mark's daughter, seven years old. I can't believe she's seven already, but Leah, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. All right. Uh, so tell me what you know about the Buccaneers. What do you like about them? They scored touchdowns. That they do. They <laughs> scored. Did you know that they scored probably the most? I think they scored the most points in franchise history last year. So they are definitely high scoring team. Wow. <laughs> uh, who's, so who's your favorite player? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have one? She cheers for them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So every player's her favorite. That's good. That's good. Hey, it's a it's a tough business because a lot of players move and go. So just cheer for the team. So when Daddy and Plus are watching the game, what happens usually? When they score touchdowns, they scream and they hurt my eardrums. <laughs> what about when they don't do well? What happens? They're like seriously. <laughs> Is that it, or is there a lot more yelling, too? Yeah, a lot more yelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually plus talking to himself and, like, why is this happening? And then I put my head down, and then Mark takes over, and he just starts yelling. <laughs> There's just a lot of yelling, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to wait and wait the, the storm out because Daddy's yelling at the TV? Yeah. <laughs> so loud. Well, so do you remember any players on the Buccaneers? Name one. Do you have one? James Winston. There you go. Ah, there you go. That's our quarterback. He scores touchdowns, and he likes to eat um, (laughs) crab legs. Crab legs. There we go. There we go. I wonder who asked you to say that. Uh Me either. Uh wonder who. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Leah. Yes, thank you, Leah. Say bye bye podcast. Bye bye podcast. <laughs> say say this is the real Bucks Talk podcast. This is the real Bucks podcast. Bucks real Bucks Talk. Real Bucks Talk. There it is. And that's our special guest, Leah Ramirez. She did awesome. She is she's just a joy. Yeah, she sadly she's she is me junior. It's hilarious. <laughs> I love her. I love her to death. That yeah. is the innocence of real bucks talk. That's behind closed mm. doors we're swearing and then once it's open and she's here, it's all angel and rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but with all that said, I'm I hope you all like the special guest <laughs> and hope the hoped. Hope you like the, the podcast mm. and Plus, let them know where they can reach us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can find us at Real Bucks Talk on Twitter and Instagram. We're really pushing out great content on our Instagram, so make sure to follow us there at Real Bucks Talk. Um, also, check us out on iTunes and Podbean. That's where you can find this podcast. Also, on Google Play. Um, so we're pretty much everywhere. Um, you can Google us, and it will pretty much pop right up. Uh, but also, if you guys if you guys want, big help for us is, is doing those ratings and reviews. Um, we love to have uh, more thoughts, comments on there on our iTunes or Google Play. Uh, really appreciate it. And with that said, uh, everyone have a great week and go Bucks like always. <laughs> <laughs>